Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You currently locked in to The Porch Podcast. It's your boy, B. Jones, a.k.a. Bolo, and you know when I'm pulling up to the porch. I can't pull up without my dog. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Big Smitty, a.k.a. D-Nice, and you heard what Bolo just said. This is The Porch. Welcome. We back at it again, my brother. How you doing? Back. You know we can't get on here unless we say... Ten toes down, God is good. Would not be on here if it wasn't for the man above, though. But I'm blessed, brother. How you doing? Hey, man, the feeling is mutual, man. It's uh, it's been crazy out here in in L.A., bro. It's, it's back raining again. Mm. It's mid March. I've been out here for about five years, and it has never rained this much. And you know, people out here in the West Coast, they're not used to the rain, so people out here driving crazy. They don't really know how to act. We getting yeah, flood mine, warnings. Bro. You know, being from the city, man, like this is like a regular day in the office. But Thanks. just everybody else, they don't know how, you know how to act. So. A little bit of chaos outside, man. But like I said, I can't complain, man. God is good. Got the rest of this week off from work, man. So you I'm blessed. feeling, yeah, I'm feeling you really feeling good. good right now. This your Friday, huh? Jeez, bro, I ain't had no days off in a minute. You know, NFL season is a grind. So when That's NFL it. season ends, is when people start using their PTO and just mm-hmm. get some time off. So I feel really good to just have some time to breathe, man. Wifey birthday this week, man. So Ooh, happy birthday. Yes, sir. In case, yes, case I don't get to it, tell her happy birthday. Sure birthday will. blessings. Absolutely. That's plan. So should be a fun one. And again, man, we say this every episode, man. We just keep getting better and better. better. We got another very special up. guest on the show, man. I got to give him his proper introduction. He's from the greatest city in the world, man. That's <laughs> right. Indianapolis. Naptown's in the building. Hey. He's a rapper, a songwriter, producer, and he's also an educator. The one and only Skip. Welcome to the porch. What's going down? Thank y'all for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be here with y'all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball to UFC slash MMA and much, much more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head on over to our website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V, BELIEVE, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Now back to the porch. Yes, sir. And I'm, I'm now, loving the shirt he got on, bro. I know you picked uh, yeah. that. I was about to say, I, I, I know. And I feel like I'm, feel like I'm going to get backed into a wall. Oh, you know, we got we got <laughs> two of Nap's finest, you know, yeah. on the porch right now. So let's just get, let's just clear oh, the airway right yeah. now. All right. I, I, I got to ask you, Skip. Yeah. Best chicken, Indy Ooh. or Chicago? Ooh, I, yeah, why you ask me that? You know what I'm gonna say. Come on now. Oh my God! <laughs> but, 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 but what's our spot? What's our spot to Indy though? Put us on game. Put me on game. Put the porch on game. Darnell bias. So I want to hear a different person that's that's from Indy get their perspective on it. I'm gonna name a few spots, man. You got Jays. You got oh. Jordans. You got R and R. You got L Emporium. Okay. Come on, man. Come on now. Go crazy. R and R. They put oh, all man. that sauce on it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. R&R. I, I, I'm familiar with r and I put it on the fries, too. Yeah, R&R uh, is, is for the ghetto. You know what I mean? But El Emporium, man, that's that one that's out in the suburbs. But whew, get you hey, going. They, 
Yeah, they got some stuff called Hermanaki. Let them know. Yeah. Let them know. Yeah. Come on now, Skip. Bro, Look at I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling okay. you. Okay. 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 I'm a cl- I just want to clear the airway just in case I felt like I was going to get back into a corner about the chicken talk. But I'm still, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still hold sure. my, hold my ground. And let you know what, though, Bolo? I, I heard Harold's is crazy. Harold's is it crazy. Is. And, Uncle, and Uncle Remus. Mm, I, I ain't mad at it. I got to try Uncle Remus, man. I, I'm about to go to Chicago and try Uncle Remus. Like I said, we got a Harold's out here in L.A., and the people who run it are from the Shaw, and they tell you it's very, it's very, very close to the actual Harold's in Chicago. And, like, it is it is fire. I'm not going to lie about that. But, I mean, I think I, I don't know, bro. I feel like overall, the That's chicken true. itself, I think we got y'all. I do fuck with the mouth sauce, though. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> That's, fair. That's fair, bro. That's fair. We'll yes, leave it sir. at that, bro. We'll leave it at that. I'm going to play Oregon today, man. I'm going to play Oregon. So, nah, but again, I'm super excited to have Skip on the show and learn about your journey. But before we dive into that, got to start the show with the porch news. So, Bolo, let us know what we got in the news today. Okay, porch family, check this out. So, a Chicago man files a class action lawsuit against Buffalo Wild Wings. Claims boneless wings are just chicken nuggets. So the lawsuit <laughs> seeks to challenge the false and deceptive marketing and advertising advertising of boneless wings. Now, Porsche family, I got to ask you, like, does he have a case? And is this legit with BW3s? Uh, man. Let me jump in first, Kim. Let me jump in first, man. First of all, this is crazy. I've heard a lot of uh, lawsuits, but I ain't never heard somebody sue somebody because of the of, of the advertisement of the food. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's always been arguments of, is, is this... What, what is a boneless wing? Is it real? Is it fake? Is it, you know what I mean? Like, et cetera. But to go as far as to sue the damn company, <laughs> that's a little, like, I don't think that's a legit thing, bro. Like, what, was the food nasty? Did he have a bad experience? I need some more information on what led to him right. filing a lawsuit. Right. Yeah, I agree, bro. I'm trying to figure out what the actual issue is. Is it the pricing? Like, what, what is he saying? He that's what saying I'm saying. He, is, he, is he just saying, like, it's a misrepresentation? Is he saying yeah, he lying? I, I guess it's for him for his sake. It's mismarketing. Like, don't sell like chicken wings, but they small like chicken nuggets, and they in the shape of chicken nuggets. They might as well just be called chicken nuggets. You know what I'm saying? And something uh, nah. at a price for a chicken nugget. You know what you I'm know saying? You know what? If I was BW3s, I I counter sue him. Straight <laughs> <laughs> up, pay us back for all this defamation that uh doing, and and for this uh this lawyer money we got to pay to fight you. I need you to pay all that back. No, I feel. Like, now up. I'm on the other side of the fence, y'all. I think oh, I think man. a lot of these companies get a, get away with the false advertisement. People don't be holding these big companies to the fire when it comes to false advertisement. Like you think about it, like boneless wings, right? Obviously, yeah. we don't know by definition what a boneless wing actually looks like. But I'm just thinking about like a chicken tender or like a piece of chicken, right? Yeah, it's a, like the the chicken from BW3s, the boneless wings. They're like significantly smaller. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, so off okay. the rip, you, you might as well just call them bitches chicken nuggets for real. Like, <laughs> why are you calling them chicken? Like, but, I, but like, I ain't get my money's worth if you you saying it's boneless wings and they look like chicken nuggets for real, though. So so the argument is the size of the chicken. Is that basically what you're telling me? Like, that, yeah, is, is that, I, I, that's the I, difference. Yeah, I think for him, it's just like mismarketing. Like, you're calling it boneless ch- chicken, you know what I'm saying? But it's it's boneless, boneless chicken nuggets. It is boneless. It is boneless. It is boneless chicken. Like, but like look, a, that's a chicken true. nugget is boneless look, chicken. Yeah. But he got a he a got a better wing. he got a better argument like fighting these chicken spots that don't give you a full chicken, chicken wing. They'll give you like I, the I yeah. give you like the part of the wing or the drum. Those yeah, ain't that's full true. chicken wings. That's the real soup. That's the real suing that should be happening. That's a good point. That's, because that's R&R, good point. even though I love R and R, 
They don't they give you the small wings. little. Yeah, yeah they give true. you the the drum or the, wing, the leg. Yeah, the wing. Yeah, Damn, that's true. So that's you, the real. You need that elbow on that thing like this. You need the yeah, full. I want the full wing. That's why I like yeah. Jay's. That's why I like Jay's. Jay's give you a full wing. That's, that's real game. Right there, but boneless chick, boneless chicken is boneless chicken. If they if they not saying boneless chicken tender or boneless chicken nugget, boneless. So chicken, chicken is, is chicken. chicken. Well, boneless okay. boneless chicken, chicken is boneless. Chicken. Like a chicken nugget is literally boneless chicken. Yeah. You know. So what somebody so somebody say I got some boneless chicken for y'all right now, and they give y'all something that's the size of a McDonald's chicken nugget. Y'all cool with that? I'm used I'm used to it, bro. That's what boneless chicken is to me. Like when I go to Applebee's and get boneless buffalo chicken, boneless, that's what it looked like. Spice. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Boneless chicken ain't like, ain't the size of chicken tenders. Like, yeah, I, not, yeah. Now if they say chicken what, maybe tenders, that's what I'm thinking. That's, that's what I'm different. confused. I'm yeah. thinking about like chicken tenders. Yeah, you know you're thinking tenders right now. But tenders are literally a tenderloin. Yeah, it's just okay, short so for tenderloin. Tender. So chicken could just be yeah. chicken. Okay, now I'm getting educated. Now yeah. I got it now because I'm I was riding with Buddy for a minute because I'm like, damn, like. Sometimes Buddy, you get hey. little ass bites from uh BW3s and be mad as hell. Yeah, them yeah, them is small, but I mean they ain't lying. It's a boneless chicken. Yeah, that's man. true. That's true. If anything, <laughs> man, buddy, maybe buddy can get his money back. I mean, you ain't about to get no more than that. You know what I'm saying? Like he always yeah. trying to get paid. I think paid. Buddy was trying to get up like nine million. Oh, man, yeah, he cool. was trying to get broke off. So I'm he pretty sure falling that off. They probably ain't even got nine mils. Right, right. That's real. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. Definitely want to hear from the Port family on whose side you're on. But in the meantime, Bolo, what we got next in Porsche News? All right, Porsche, Porsche family, check this out. Y'all might really dig this. All right, so a bill has been reintroduced into the House of Representatives that challenges the standardized 40-hour, five-day work week. Mm -hmm. So the California rep bill is looking to make a four-day work week a federal law. So Porsche family, is that something we need? And do we need this to happen? I love it. I ain't gonna lie. I, I've been talking about a four-day work week for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Now, again, if you're an independent contractor or you build, you know, building a brand kind of like, like ourselves, you can work as much as you want to. So I'm speaking right. about if you work for corporate America, I think it should be like a Monday through Thursday, have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. To me, that's more of a balance. You know what I'm saying? Cause I ain't gonna lie, bro. You work five days and then you get to Saturday, Sunday. Like that shit goes so that quick. Should go back quick. So quick, cause like, bro, the, the thing is, by the time it's Saturday, you think about Sunday, like, damn, it's tomorrow Sunday already, and then you Sunday get here, yeah. tomorrow's Monday, and it's yeah, like Sunday blues. You have a chance to even like get your mindset off from work yet. So I, I'm all for it. Damn, what you think, Skip? I mean, I I take what bro say. You can't be mad at that, but I'd rather have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, Thursday, Friday. That's what I'd rather have working in school. Ooh, you know what I mean? So yeah, the school different. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, just That's to have that because uh, our school used to dismiss early on Wednesdays, but since COVID, we go back to full days throughout the whole week. But that Wednesday off, it made it so player because you never work three days in a row. You know what I mean? Ooh. Now, if people want to, you know what I mean, go work overtime for other jobs other than schools, like right. That's cool, right? They ain't saying that that would be illegal. They you can still work overtime, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh -huh. yeah. I mean, yeah. It ain't no. It ain't no L in that. As long as we still getting full pay. You know what I mean? Like, can't yeah. be mad at that. That's player. And I also look at the added benefit. Like, imagine how many people take time off to go to the doctor or do like the small, the small shit throughout the week. Where like yeah. you got that extra day throughout the week, you could go ahead and knock that out. And then I'm thinking about like retail business will be out the roof, like just small stuff that you don't really think about. Folks is going to be out and about, you know what I mean? Spending more money. So in a way, it may boost the account economy too. You know what I'm saying? Because people, you know, feel like, you know, it's a three-day, you know, week. But then on the other end, though, it's like, shit, people got to work 10 hours though. So get it in, extra two hours yeah. a day. 
So yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. you got to look at the bright side. It's only two hours extra every it's day. It's only two hours. And you yeah, get a four day hours. off. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I take that, man. I take yeah. that. Dudes might mess around and, and work harder at the job, low key. Um, you know I'm hold you. I'm a track coach. I go to work from eight to six, anyways. I'm already working. You know what I mean? Getting it in. <laughs> That's a fact. fact. It's another day. Mm-hmm. I love it. For real. So go ahead, go ahead and make it official, government. Whatever y'all got to do, man. I'm, Let's make it happen. We all on board. So <laughs> nah. straight up. Love to yeah. hear that, Bolo, man. Definitely appreciate you bringing in yes, the sir. Porsche news. But now it's time to dive into all things uh, about our guy Skip, our special guest. Definitely excited to hear more about you. So. Our first question for you, man. Keep it real simple. Who is Skip? Yeah, man. Uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, born and raised hip hop artist, man. Uh, started off real young. I'm talking about eighth, ninth grade, you know, and uh, the momentum was crazy out the gate, you know. So mm. I feel like Skip was born as a teenager. Um, and once I built that foundation in my high school, man, I just had no choice but to keep going. They wouldn't even allow me to quit. You know what I mean? So, you know, Skip is just a, a hip-hop artist who stands for something. You know what I mean? Who ain't trying to fit in, who's pushing originality. You know what I mean? So that's right. who Skip is. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, you know, that's funny because, remember, we had a we had a, uh, we had had an artist on here yesterday, and she was uh, she was mentioning, uh, you know, a little bit about how she had two personalities. Like, she had, like, her stage presence of who she was, and then, like, outside of you know, her profession, she was a totally different person. So is that like you, like, talk to us a little bit about, you know, who you are and then like who Skip is. Is that the same person or are you tapping into something different? So here's here's how I'm going to answer that. This is a perfect segue to talk about my new album. My new album is called Sorry For My Trauma. Mm -hmm. For years, I thought that I was just Skip. That's just what I was used to. That's what people knew me as. Every friend I got to this day is because of Skip. You feel mm-hmm. me? So on my album, I dove into like my trauma and my past and why I am the way I am. And uh, a lot of it is in reference to my therapy sessions. And my therapist was telling me, cause I asked him, I'm like, bro, I don't understand how I'm so lonely with all these supporters and fans and all that. And he's like, who are you really? And I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm Skip. He's like, no, you're Byron, mm-hmm. which is my government name. He was like, whatever happened to Byron? And man, that mm-hmm. sent me on like a, whew, that sent me down the rabbit hole of just trying to dig into my past, talking to my mama, you know, speaking with my therapist continually, just learning about my past and why I am the way I am, things I've, I went through, things I've done. You feel me? So yeah. I got a song on my album called My Real Name is Byron, where I just break down all my trauma, break down the times my cousin was touching on me, break down mm-hmm. living in the ghetto with nothing. Yeah, you know I mean, like yeah. just trying to forget all this glamour and fame local yeah. fame that I've, you know, I've garnered over the years and just think about who I am as a person without all that. So she is absolutely right, bro. You got to have a balance between who you are in your professional life and who you are in your personal life. Because if you, if you super heavy on one side, the other side is being neglected and it's, it's mm-hmm. the balance ain't there, bro. So she is absolutely spot on, bro. And it's, it's really dangerous. I don't think artists realize it. You know, that's why you got people who, they so depressed, bro, and they going down these dark holes, popping all these pills because they can't face reality. They don't want to face reality. They running from reality. Mm. That's a long answer, man. But it's, it no, gets no, so that's, deep. That's 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 the yeah, game right there. It though. gets so that's... deep, bro. Like I don't think they even some artists don't even realize the identity crisis they having. They just so they just so stuck on the glamour. Like it's, they don't want to walk away from it to to really focus on what really matters, which is your mental health, which is your family. 
You know what I mean? Mm. Damn. Yeah, so it's easy to to get lost in the sauce, man, especially when there's so much money and so many, so much praise involved, man. It's it's deep, bro. That's real. That's real game. Uh, it's definitely real game, man. And, and you mentioned, you know, your your album, man, Sorry for My Trauma. And I, I, like I said, I listened to a majority of the album. And the song you mentioned, I think you, and correct me if I'm wrong, you talk about how, you know, you spent your first 13, 14 years of your life as Byron before yeah. Skip was introduced. Right. And how, in a sense, you know, because you somehow you, you kind of left Byron at that 13-year-old mark Thanks. that even now as a grown man now today, Byron is kind of still like that 13, 14 year old Facts. boy trying to learn, mm. learn and, and figure out himself, man. I, I heard that earlier this morning. I was like, man, that's, that's, uh, that's deep. You know what I'm saying? That, is, I, th bro. I think that's really deep. And you know wow. what? Like since I've figured this out, he's not at that 13, 14 year old mark no more. I've been working mm -hmm. with my therapist to like move forward and to like learn more about myself as a man and not just a rapper and artist, bro. I'm telling you, my entire life since 14 years old has been consumed by music. I ain't cared about nothing else, bro. I didn't neglect it. Friendships. I didn't neglect it. Family. I didn't neglect it. Everything for music, bro. It's all I wanted. It's all I knew. So I've been able to just stop. Go talk to granny about my childhood, bro. I've been so consumed with music. I don't even remember my childhood. My mm -hmm. granny telling me stuff that I went through. I'm like, damn, I, don't, I only remember the real traumatic stuff. I don't even remember like just the small detailed things. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm learning more and more, bro. And I'm glad I, I'm glad I did. The only thing I don't like about it is it's pushing me away from music mentally. Like I don't want to do it, do music as much as I, I used to want to do it because it's like, man, I, so many more things I'm probably passionate about, which is mm. why I work with the youth. You know what I mean? Like just trying to help them find their way. Wow. And, and, and real quick, cause I mean, it's perfect segue, but like, I was going to ask this a little bit later, but since you brought it up, um, you've kind of been hinting at the possibility of like retiring. I've seen a few of your posts, I think in the last couple of weeks, maybe on Facebook or somewhere online of you kind of moving on. Like were, were those kind of spur of the moment? Like maybe you were going through something at, at that time and just was, that's how you felt in that moment. Or are you seriously considering like kind of hanging the mic up and moving on? Yeah, I'm seriously considering it, bro. Uh, I mean, since then, I, I feel like, you know, to be more realistic, I just won't be, I won't be taking it serious mm. after this year mm. if something don't pop off. You know what I mean? Like, I'll release music, but it won't be no money put behind it. It'll just be, hey, y'all, just make these new songs, check them out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, yeah. dumping all this money into it, bro. And don't get me wrong, bro. I've seen great success. I've lived shit that people dream to live. You know what I mean? But at this point in my life, it's just, I want it more by now. You know what I mean? Not yeah. saying I can't get it. Not saying I'm too old. None of that. But it's just so much more I can be focusing my time on and still making money with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I got so many skills and so much to learn, man. But uh, I love music. I love. I mean, it's my passion, bro. But it's other passions out there. So you know, I'm yeah, considering really. it. Uh, I, I ain't made my mind up 100% yet. But you know, it's it's definitely a possibility that I might just turn it into a hobby. Yeah. And that's 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 true game, man. I think you can hear the wisdom um, just from like you speaking of like something that you love so much, but now turn into more of a hobby because it's one of those things, too, where like if you are so in tune into it as well, it takes away from other things that you have the ability to do as well. So I know so many I even got family members that they 
they oh they've been rapping and they've been going down that same lane the whole time and they passed up so many other opportunities right. because they're sticking to something where maybe they're good right but let's be real like this industry is super saturated right and sometimes mm -hmm. it's just a luck thing it's a timing thing or you just got to be on a whole different planet right to get that shot to get you to that actual next level to you know set yourself apart right and some people just don't understand that they don't conceptualize like okay, let me detach from this, you know, maybe be talented and get paper somewhere else, you know, and still do this as a hobby just to kind of feed my soul just a little bit, mm -hmm. right? Some people don't know how to separate that. So I appreciate you saying that because it just shows the level of responsibility that you have to do other things in this world, right? So sure. that's that's real game. I appreciate it, you know, I mean, I mean, some artists have the luxury of having a machine behind them and they ain't got to do nothing but mm -hmm. rap. Yeah. And the machine pushes everything else and pushes all the buttons and makes all, all they got to do is show up to interviews, hit the stage and make music. Yep. They have it sweet. I have to do everything, bro. I'm, I'm my own PR, my own promotions, mm. my own marketing, my own money, everything. Mm. You know what I mean? So it just gets at, at a certain point, bro, 15 years later, it just gets draining, bro. You know what Real, I mean, man. I love music, but uh, I want a record deal. Shit, if I can't get a record deal, it's just going to have to. I'm going to have to get lucky on some hobby shit, you know, right. drop some hot shit and hope it somebody pick it up. You know what I mean? Like, right. that, I'm trying to build a school. I'm trying to make my own school, open my own school. You know, I'm trying to get into real estate, bro. I'm trying mm. to start a, a life coaching company. Like, I'm trying to do all kind of other shit that's going to make a difference in the world, too. You know what I mean? 100%. Nah, that, that, that's definitely real, man. And I want to take, take a step back a little bit. You know, obviously, you know, we open up the show mentioning that you are from the city from Indianapolis. Talk about how just growing up in that has impacted you as, as an artist and also as, as a man. Man, I feel like growing up in Indianapolis, you ain't got no choice but to be hungry because it ain't really no, it ain't really no opportunities for like mm. big dreamers. It's an opportunity. Yeah. You know, you can go work in the meal factory. You can go work in at a Alice in transmission. Yeah. You know what I mean? But for people who got big dreams, it's no opportunity. It's no segue. It's no, it's no guidance. It's nothing, bro. Like we ain't never had a rapper make it from out of here. Uh, we got Mike Epps, Babyface, but you know, like those are two real unique lanes. You know, everybody can't sing and everybody ain't funny. So right. just for the people with common, with common skills and common talents, bro, we just ain't got that. We just ain't got that thing to help us. So yeah. you ain't got no choice but to be hungry because you're trying to fight against that while trying to accomplish your dreams, bro. So, you know, what I mean, pe people who just live regular lives, they don't see an issue with Indianapolis. You know, I don't have an issue with it personally, but, you know, I just feel like if I would have done the things that I've done here, anywhere where it mattered, I'd be the mm. biggest in the world, bro. Mm. Like I see people like LaRussell, shout out to LaRussell, great La Russell, hustler. Yeah. I see him doing stuff like dropping a, a performance video every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. bro, I had a, I had a freestyle series called Skip Saturdays, bro. Fire. Started Fire. in 2011. And it went to like 2018, bro. Yeah, you know I mean, like drop a freestyle every single Saturday, bro. If I would have, if I would have been from Cali and did that, the whole world would have been talking about it, bro. Because mm. Indianapolis was talking about it, but Indianapolis has a thing like when something is hot in Indianapolis, it can't break out of Indianapolis. It's just right. hot in Indianapolis. Don't matter how hot rappers like Debo, Lil E, super hot in this city, but it just it just won't break out of the city. It's just hot in the city. But if you're the hottest person in Atlanta then you'll become the hottest person in the world because it mm, matters. That's true. You know what I mean? So just being from Indianapolis, it just make you hungry, bro. But, you know, the thing is you got to not get burnt out 
Because when you yeah. see like, damn, I didn't did this dope historical shit, bro. I didn't been number six on the iTunes charts. Ain't nobody from here ever did that. Mm-hmm. But it don't mean nothing nowhere else. Nobody else sees it. Mm-hmm. So I'm hungry, but, you know, it's also discouraging, you know, and it's a dark cloud over the city with all the murders and all the violence, bro. Yeah. You know, but it is what it is. And I love it. You see, I'm rocking it, bro. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a struggle, but it's beauty and a struggle, like Cole said. And if you ain't got the if you ain't got the grind or the heart for it, then get up out of here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right, what it right. is. That's real. So I, so my question, so for a little bit of background. So I've, I've been in Indy probably like seven years. Right. So mm-hmm. I got the best of both worlds. Right. So I've experienced life outside of Indy where honestly, I didn't know what Indianapolis was just like mm-hmm. everybody else from the outside. I think it's just like cornfields and stuff. Right. But then once you get into the city and you start to experience the culture a little bit, you know, it's hidden gems in a lot of areas. And it's a lot of talent in, in places like that as well. Uh, when you, once you get into the city, it's like, like right. you said, it's like a door that right. is shut once you actually get into the city that closes everybody out. And like a lot of a lot of people from the outside looking in, look at Indy like, okay, that's just Indy, right? right. So I guess what's one of like the bit the biggest like misconceptions about Indy uh, that you can think of that, you know, people, you know, portray when they're, when they're talking about Indy? I think the biggest one is, is the problem in the Midwest period where they just feel like it ain't no black people in Indianapolis. Like mm, man. when you think of, you think of Indiana period, it's just like, yeah. oh, that's Larry Bird. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but man, bro, I mean, when I speak to my people, they be like, there's no white people here, but that's because they stuck in a community and they they don't move out. They don't leave that community, bro, because it's Mm -hmm. so it's so secluded, bro. Like nobody does nothing. They don't leave. They don't Mm -hmm. see the rest of the world. But the biggest misconception, bro, it's a whole community of poverty stricken, traumatized people, just like every other major city, though. Like mm-hmm. every major, you can go to Boston, Massachusetts, and you're gonna find you're gonna find the hood, bro. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that's it, it ain't just an Indianapolis thing, it's a misconception period where people be like, Yeah, you see a street nigga, he'd be like, Yeah, I'm from Massachusetts. And motherfucker be like, Massachusetts, bro. Right. You know black people in Massachusetts, yeah, but right, right. probably going down in Massachusetts. You just right, only man. know about Boston, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's really the biggest one. Like people know it's a major city. You know, All Star Game would be here next year. We'd mm-hmm. had a Super Bowl. This is where the March Madness come. A lot of times, they know it's a big city. Yeah, but, you know, it's just not much. Like all they know is Peyton Manning and Reggie Miller, who's basically white. You know what I mean? Respect yeah, to Reggie. Facts. I don't even talk yeah. like that. No, that's real. Public. But you know what I mean? Like they just don't see it, and they don't know. We ain't never had a rapper make it. They don't know what kind of music we got. They don't know nothing, bro. So mm-hmm. you can't even blame them. Right, no, right. Uh, it's real. crazy you mentioned that skit because like every time I meet people out here and I tell them like, yeah, I'm from Indianapolis, and yet, like most people they're like, huh? Like they don't even yeah. either one they don't know where it's at, or two is like what you just said. Like they'll ask me, is this all white people out there? And I'm like, I'm kind of like what you just mentioned, Skip. When I when I grew up, bro, I I was just out east. Like I didn't right. I didn't go anywhere else. I didn't go Facts. out west. I didn't go to Carmel. <laughs> I shit. I mean, like just literally out east. So like yeah. you said to me. Indy always had a lot of black people because that's all, all I've right. been around. You know what I'm saying? 21st and Shaylin, Gerber Church, Post Road. Like, I'm just in that area. Until I got, like, a little older and I could move around myself and, you know, right. the homie got the car, I could pick you up. Now it's like, oh, okay, damn. Carmel nice. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, beautiful. the street's nice out here. It's like a whole nother, like, a whole nother, like, state down there. You know what I mean? So I think that's a good point, man. People definitely don't, you know, don't know about Indy. And that's something that I feel like it, it has to change, man. And even me personally, I feel like I try to, that's part of my motivation 
of just, you know, being blessed to be in this kind of this entertainment space, being able to host and kind of be, you know, uh, just, you know, in a position where I have the opportunity to, to level up, you know, I, I got a long mm-hmm. ways to go, but been blessed to do some, some shit that I never thought I'd ever be able to do being from the far east side of nap. And part of my, my, my motivation is to be able to put the city on and hopefully I get to a position where now I can help bring the next person on and we can just, you know what I'm saying? Just help each other and just like, let's build and let people know that there's a lot of talent from the city. Like every chance, every time I get a opportunity to rep the city, whether it's on here on the porch, if I'm doing some other hosts or whatever, people, they going to know, they're going to hear Indian now, but they're going to hear Indy. So um, mm-hmm. I definitely feel you on that, bro. Shout That's out real. to you, bro. Shout out to people from the city who ain't, ain't they, they, they represent it shamelessly. You know what I mean? Like right. shout out to that, bro. That's real, bro. I mean, we don't got too many platforms from the city. We got Coach K, you know, Coach yeah. K is one of the biggest moguls in hip hop, but you don't know he from Indianapolis. I just found out like a couple months yeah, ago, bro. You don't know, I was like, yeah, damn. Cause he claimed Atlanta. Like that's his city. Mm. That's the city that put him on. Yeah. You know I mean, understandably, you know, Mike Epps, he, Mike Epps rep it, you know, he, yeah. he rep it. He, he do what he can. You know what yeah. I mean? But shout out to you, bro. Shout out to people who ain't ashamed to be from here. Yeah, not at all, man. Without That's real. Indy, they shoot. It, it wouldn't be me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you, you got to rep it, man. And another point, too, man, that, that you, you you said earlier that I didn't want to brush past, man. You made a good point. You said you believe if you did exactly what you've already done for your, throughout your career, but did it in, like, Atlanta, L.A., Cali, you feel like you would be one of the biggest artists in the world. And, I, and it's crazy that you say that, but, like, it, I think it's real. I think it's a lot of truth to that, man. Like, yeah, I'm is, somebody who's been, I've been known about your music for like, but even before I met you, just being in indie, you just knew who Skip was. Like, you were a couple years older than me, but like when I was in probably middle school, sixth grade, seventh grade, you probably was like a freshman at Warren or whatever, just now starting to get going. Yeah. And I remember being on YouTube, like looking up some of your music. You had an old freestyle. You probably don't remember this, man. And I don't know the full concept of it. Obviously, your music has grown so much since since him. You were a teenager at the time, but you had a line where you said something like, uh, "You might have been beefing with somebody." So, I don't, <laughs> but you said something like, "You got an egghead and my pump wasn't mine hatching your shit." And I remember as, as a young kid, just hearing that. Again, I know you you evolved, yeah. but when I was young, I'm like, "Damn, this boy, like he can like that's the first that was the first like freestyle or song I ever heard of you." And I was like 12 years old. I hadn't even yeah. met you yet. And then obviously from there, just, you know, getting older, actually getting to know who you was, going to Warren with you, listening to your music. And I was like, damn, man, like I've seen kind of the evolution. You mentioned the Skip Saturdays that was, I'm telling you, Bolo, this was something every weekend people was looking forward to when he was going to drop it. You know what I'm saying? Dropping the, the SoundCloud link. I believe it was on SoundCloud mm-hmm. on, on Twitter. And it was, it became like a thing that people was just looking forward to. So it, I, mm-hmm. I think it's big, man, like location and uh, like plays a big role unfortunately and and like some of your success yeah for sure i agree bro for sure that man like hey people ain't did what i what i didn't did like even if somebody can do it better like nobody still they ain't done it bro so it would have been they would have jumped on it period no matter where i did it Mm. so yeah i mean you're right Mm -hmm. that's now (laughs) it it, it was interesting (laughs) You, you mentioned you mentioned like you know obviously you know atlanta you know, Cali, those are some of the biggest places where you see like the climb and pull effect, right? When somebody get put on, they bring somebody else, they bring somebody else, mm-hmm. right? And even I was telling, you know, Dinell, even in Chicago, Chicago was like that for a second, you know, but it's so divided, you know, back there in the city too, where some people, you know, just kind of stay, 
you know, neutralized in a specific area um, and things like that. I guess, and what, how can we get to a point where like in Indianapolis, they, they can get like Atlanta? Does like the mm. people like, does like Mike Epps has to physically come bring Skip out of the city to get yeah, to that he point? He did that like, once. We, I, okay. I was supposed to be signed to Mike Epps in 2011. He had started Neptown mm. Records. He flew me out mm. to Atlanta and uh to the Tupac anniversary. I was backstage with Rick Ross and Meek Mill. This is back when Meek Mill had dropped two Tupac's back. Yeah, I met mm-hmm. Tupac Mama. You know what I mean? Like Damn. that was something that could have took off, but I was young, bro, and uh, just too young, bro. And I feel like I rubbed Mike Epps the wrong way, and my actions caused him to like. I don't know if it was the sole reason, but he just dissolved the whole label. Like he just stopped. Like he ain't want to do it no more. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's gonna take a cosign. Uh, Coach K could easily, easily take mm. a person and put easily. them on easily that's a layup um but i feel like <laughs> I with all know. the i, I, I feel like with all the okay. dope shit we've done it's gonna like everything we've done it should have been more than enough to already bust the door down on our own mm-hmm. yeah so now i'm looking mm-hmm. like it's gonna take a cosign or it's gonna take next year's all-star game us mm. making our presence felt while everybody is here like hey mm-hmm. y'all in our city you know, we trying to build them relationships with the uh, corporate people right now. Like, hey, right. ready to get us in on this all star shit. Like, yeah, we trying, bro. Like, when you go, when they have all star weekend in Atlanta, it's Atlanta people performing. Yeah, they yeah, represent they for should. the city. But when mm-hmm. they come here, they not thinking they bringing people in. About us. Yeah, yeah, because we ain't got nobody. That's, you know I mean, we just they just don't know. You can't be mad at them. But it's gonna take an opportunity like this, or it's gonna take a co-sign from one of our homegrown talents. Like it's gonna take something outside of Indianapolis. Mm. Nothing, there's nothing we can do here that's gonna matter anywhere else, bro. Like we've tried a million things. People didn't, I think Debo got a video that's had a million views, bro, on YouTube. Damn. Mm-hmm. Them, that, them, them million views, 900,000 is Indianapolis. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Like it's like that. So. I think it's gonna take a cosign, bro. Like it's really simple. It ain't difficult. It ain't complicated. It's just gonna take somebody taking a, a chance on us, bro. You know what I mean? And that's something I want to do in the future. Like if 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 I just stop with making music, I want to be an executive. I want to be an A and R. You know what I mean? Like yeah, mm-hmm. I want to open that door any way I can. Man. It ain't gotta be about me. Mm-hmm. Find the talent. Yep. That's real, man. That's real, man. And now you mentioned All Star Weekend is coming to Indy next year. That's gonna be a huge opportunity. I'm already same here, bro. I've been trying to make some moves and make some phone calls on my end already. Cause like you said, it's just a big opportunity. It ain't been out there. I think since what the '85. I want to say. Been a minute, bro. Yeah, I do the last remember, time. I remember seeing videos of it when it was here. Yeah, I think it was like the mm. first dunk contest or something like it, it, it was. Or not the first. It might have been when Jordan and. Dominique, I think, went at in the duck contest one of them years. But it was, like, back in 85. So, it's been a mm. long time. So, I think this is going to be a huge opportunity for creatives in general to I be able to. like, Expo was still popping, man. I remember, Damn. Mike Tyson got locked up here. And yep. uh, Tupac went through something here, too. But Black Expo used to be, like, a real big thing. Yeah, that would have helped us too, but that, they didn't fell all the way off. I w- I want to I want to talk about that I, real quick because I think especially the people who are Indianapolis that's listening, they're appreciating. Then, like I said, I'm, I'm I've been here, so I've learned about the culture and going to Circle City Classic or going to the free concert and stuff like that. So I'm on the back end and stuff where shit don't be rocking like how everybody say it used to. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I guess give us some insight to like the Black Expo you know, Circle City Classic, like how that stuff used to rock and then what happened to make it fall off so bad? 
I think, well, first of all, it was just bigger than life, bro. They'd invite every, every star would be in Indianapolis for the Black Expo. It, it could be the concert. It could be the, the football game. It could mm. be whatever, bro. But it was just a big thing, bro. It was just a celebration of black people. But mm -hmm. I think what happened was the people who were running the Black Expo then are still running the Black Expo now. Mm. This is not a fact, but if they're, if it's not the same people, it's people with the same mentality. Mindset, so, yeah. yeah, so at the Black Expo, you got, uh, what's the dude name? Uh, you got Charlie Wilson coming to perform. You ain't got a little baby yeah. coming to rock the Black Expo. You got people who was hot in the 80s and 90s still mm -hmm. coming, doing the same set at the same place so it ain't grew so the youth don't mm. want to hear they don't want to be there for that so it's not growing it's just it just is what it's always been and as those people like god you know forgive me if i'm wrong for this as they start like passing away like getting older and passing away that's that's the fan base diminishing because they're not mm. building a new one they keep catering to that same fan base that's real. so you wow. know people are making efforts for the black expo to grow like they're trying but mm -hmm. it, I think it's just going to take a whole reformation. Like you, they got to just start all the way over and just get new leadership, bro. And, uh, and people got to go in there with the mentality of, Hey, we trying to get this back to where it used to be. And it's going to take money, but we got all of the resources, bro. We got all the venues. We got everything we need to make it happen, but it's just going to take a, a reset button, bro. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd be more than happy to jump on the black expo panel and just, you know what I mean? It's simple, bro. Like life is mm -hmm. simple. We just we just make it complicated, man. We That's do, real, man. Yeah, I remember growing up, man. Expo was everything. I remember first time I went, I think I was like probably 15. My, my mama let me go with, with some of the homies. Yeah. I remember going to twins at the time, get my hair cut, man. I was just mm -hmm. excited to just go. You know what I'm saying? Cause it was such a big thing. He's got celebrity game. It just was like it's really it was crazy, bro. Low growing up, but mm -hmm. yeah, it definitely kind of fell off. So hopefully yeah. we, 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 we can bring that back. Um going back, you know. To, to to you, Skip, and your music, man. Again, as, as someone who's been listening to your music for a while and kind of hearing the 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 growth and the style kind of changing a little bit throughout the years. How would you say your style has changed just from, let's say, high school, Skip, to now? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So my, I feel like, kind of, the biggest change I made was when I was a teenager. Punchlines was the thing. Cassidy, mm -hmm. Lil Wayne, yeah, uh, Joel Santana, that yep. was the thing. So that's when we was dropping bars, bro. Like it wasn't about mm -hmm. no flow. It don't matter how good you can ride the beat. It was straight bars. If you ain't spitting no similes and metaphors and punchlines, and you just ain't hard, or you or you mm -hmm. got to make a dance up or something. Yeah. If it, if it wasn't them two things, you ain't hard, bro. Mm -hmm. But as music has progressed, and it's more about melodics and who can build the best song who can make a hit record i've transformed my sound but not to the effect of what they're doing so yeah. what i what i answer with was with more soul you know what i mean like I, I i swerved into that lane you can swerve mm. into the street lane or you can swerve into the soulful lane i strove i, I swerved into the soulful street lane so i went straight mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't pick a side i just went straight down the middle so it's been like that since i graduated you know, I ain't really changed much. If you listen to my 2012 album called Sophisticated Street Music, yeah. and you listen to my 2023 album, Sorry for My Trauma, it's going to feel the same. It's going to sound better now, but it's going to feel the same. It's going to still be sophisticated street music. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, that's that's my brand of music. So, uh, only only big change I had was from high school 
to being an adult when I grew up. And I remember because uh, in high school, I was hot, but I was hot in a rap group called Wise Click. Yeah, I was going to bring so, that up. <laughs> that's the reason I left Wise Click because I was talking to my rap partner and I'm like, bro, I'm done rapping about all this murder and punchlines and shit, bro. Like, I want to make more meaningful music. And at mm. that point in his life, bro, wasn't on that. He was like, nah, bro, this is working. Like, why would you want to change it up and just ruin everything? And I'm like, I ain't trying to, bro. I'm just trying to, you know what I mean, respect how I feel. I ain't trying to just ignore how I feel and do what you want. Like, I'm trying to do this. So we ended up breaking up our rap group and, you know, I got into it a little bit. But uh, looking up now, bro, on the same type of time I'm on, you know what I mean? Yep. Just trying to make more meaningful music and just put his heart into it. So, you know. I guess I was a little quicker than him to do it, but that was the big change in my life, bro. My whole life changed when that happened because then I started losing all my friends that I had in high school mm. and had to build new relationships because of, you know, like I said, Skip, everything I have now is because of Skip. So right. when Skip mm -hmm. changed, nobody, you know, they couldn't respect that change. They was used to a certain kind of Skip. Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, now that's real, bro. Cause like, it's really like, to me, it sounds like you, you, <clears throat> you matured. If you be honest, at, at a younger, you know, younger age that maybe the people around you, some of the so-called friends, or maybe they were friends at the time, wasn't at that maturity level yet and didn't understand the vision. Right. So you kind of, you know, unfortunately, you had to kind of move on without them. You know what I'm saying? But like you said, looking at hindsight, it was a great decision uh, for you and your career. And it's funny, man, I was talking to Bolo just like offline like the other day as we're preparing for the episode. And I wanted to ask you this, man. Like, do you consider yourself a, a a conscious rapper at this point in your career? Because you you do rap, a lot of the stuff you rap about now is to to almost educate. Like, you still rap about street stuff. You still rap about you know what I'm saying like real stuff that you've experienced, obviously. But to me, it's it's much more like when I listen to a skip song, I feel like I'm like I'm learning something. Like like there's yeah. a there's a real like teaching element behind it. Whereas like you said, growing up, it was more so like, oh, what did he just say? It was like just like a mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not opposed to being a conscious rapper, but that's right. why I made the brand sophisticated street music. I, just, mm. I feel like that's the perfect definition of my music. Like it got some street shit, but sophisticated comes first. Yeah. Sophisticated street music. And yeah, I mean, most people do consider me a conscious <laughs> rapper. Like they, they favorite thing to say is the J Cole of Nat. They mm. favorite mm. thing to say about me, bro. Uh, <clears throat> I don't, quite see myself as J. Cole of, of Nap. Uh, but I take it because he's my favorite rapper. So I take mm -hmm. it. But um yeah, bro. Some people do consider me conscious. It, it just depends on the people's background. Like super street niggas like gangsters, I'm automatically conscious to them. They won't put me in the same right. lane as a street rapper. Yeah. Right. But then you got people who are conscious and like pro black or even college kids and they don't look at me as a conscious rapper. They look at uh Talib Kweli, right, right. rapper. So when they see me, they like, oh yeah, you talking about something, bro? But I like how you, you know what I mean? How you see the street? You yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so it just depends on who you talking to, bro. Like I'm not, I don't, I don't try to be the best bar for bar rapper, and I don't try to be the most, the best songwriter. I'm just like I said, I'm just treading that line, bro. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's real. Creating his own lane. Mm -hmm. And I think, I, I think one cool thing too. And uh, answer me this, I think for a lot of rappers, especially rappers who are talking about what they're actually experiencing and going through, it's like a double-edged sword, right? So it's like one hand, you have this advantage because you have material that you can actually talk about and it's real and true. But the other side is like you're actually experiencing the shit. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So obviously when you're going through life and everything that life is throwing at you, do you kind of see kind of like the out the outside, like the positive side of it? Like, okay, this is stuff that I could use to my fuel to be able to rap about. Yeah. See, that's all about perspective, bro. Some mm-hmm. people go through stuff and they complain about it. Right. They go through it and, and they think it, it's happening to them and not for them. I feel mm-hmm. like everything happens for me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it was a point in my life where I was like, man, God must hate me, bro. Like I, I ain't got no good luck. But over time, bro, I realized that stuff molded me, bro. That stuff gave me so much content to write about and to teach, bro. Like, man, it really ain't nothing to complain about unless you living on the street. And if you do that's I'm mm-hmm. sure your actions got something to do with that. So it's all about perspective, bro. I've learned a lot in my life, man. And I feel like there's so much beauty in the struggle. Again, like that's, that's, a, that's a line I live by. Mm-hmm. bro but it's all about your perspective man uh i love that everything is content everything i love that that's real that's real mm-hmm. man that's real and i want to go back to, to to your album a little bit i know we touched on it briefly before but sorry for you know for my trauma it's such a uh a project where you you, you were very vulnerable on right you like you said you were opening up on personal traumas that you went through throughout your life and i feel like you know it takes a lot of strength to be able to share that publicly mm-hmm. Right. with the world you know what i'm saying so like just tell me i guess what what led to you being comfortable with dropping a project like this i think the first thing that made me comfortable talking about anything personal was mm. my therapy sessions gotcha so this album was written in the early stages of therapy i started therapy when COVID hit i started writing this album it was a little bit after that so that's just the headspace i was in Right. When I write my music, mm-hmm. it's it's basically just the headspace. I'm mean, I'm just letting out what's what's already going through my head. And once I realized that everything was trauma driven and, and just like life experiences and growth, you know, that's when I realized the album was gonna be about trauma. And uh, mm-hmm. I was comfortable writing it because I was already speaking about it with my therapist. Now putting it out is a whole different thing. Uh, right. I knew I knew the people would like it, but. I, th- I feel like it was a double-edged sword, bro, because you got people who want a certain type of music and they don't want to hear all that, uh, what they call it, uh, struggle music. A lot of mm-hmm. people don't like struggle music, bro, you know, but that's just something you got to you gotta roll with. If they don't like it, it is. Everybody can't like it. You can please some of the people some of the time, but you can't please all of the people all the time. So mm, that was shit. my only thing, bro. Like, I was just like, man, they're going to either love this or hate it. You know, but Hell yeah, I feel like even if I wasn't comfortable speaking about it, I felt like it was extremely necessary. So I just rolled with it. Love it. Love it. Now, one thing that I think is, is pretty cool and very admirable is you go to counseling and, and you know, therapy and being able to just obviously on, on our uh, on our show, be able to talk through it and, and be comfortable with saying how you go to therapy and, and talk mm-hmm. through some of your struggles. Just talk about how going to, to, to therapy, you know, obviously as a black male, how how much has it's helped you um, up until this point? Yeah, bro. Like I'm talking about life change and help. You know what I mean? Like just it's, it really just come down to perspective, bro. Perspective and, and just digging into your past. Like we go through stuff and then we just sweep it under the rug, man. Mm-hmm. But therapy challenges you to like address that shit and to face it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Acknowledge it at least, you know, uh, I dropped my first album, 2011, uh, August 25th, 2011. That day was the same day. My best friend got killed. Mm. And, uh, every time I drop an album, I go into like this deep depression 
every time, bro. It never fails. And I was telling my therapist, because I just dropped the album, and he's like, what's up, man? I know we ain't been really making too many sessions. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm in my post-album depression I always go through. And he was like, has it always been like this? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, this got something to do with like your first album. Like, did something happen when you drop your first album? And I was like, damn, my best friend died. Mm. And I dropped my first album. Therapy does that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I sat there for like 10 minutes of silence, like just trying to pick through that, bro. Like, damn, is this what that is? Yeah, I mean, like Mm -hmm. it challenges you. Yeah. If that don't make you want to go to therapy, I don't know what will. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like it, it just it just helps you recognize the reason for your feelings, for your thoughts, for your emotions. Like you, you people just go through it and think like something wrong with me. It mm-hmm. may be, but therapy helps you find out what's wrong with you. If you really right. interested in why you get mad so much and why you cry so much and, and why you hate men or women so much, like it's always a reason for how you feel and what you think. It's just up to you to go, go out and try to figure out the answers and address it, bro, and fix it and heal from it. Man. I think that's powerful, man. We, we talked about therapy on one of our recent episodes. As Dr. Well. Canary. Dr. Canary, yeah, shout out to her. I know she asked me and you, Bolo, have we, you know, been to been therapy to yet? And <laughs> we haven't yet, but it's definitely something like the more I'm just learning about it and just speaking to people about it that I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? Like I, at this point, I just think it's, think it's necessary. You know what I'm saying? I don't, even if, like you said on the episode, Bolo, it could be something used as like preventative maintenance. Even if your life, right. you, you might feel like things are going great. Cool. Mm-hmm. You still can talk about that. Just talk. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of times as black men, I think we hold in so much just everything. Stress, pressure, insecurity, whatever. And we hold it in because society has put it out there that, you know, you got to be tough. You know, you the man. You Especially as a black man, you got to just be tough and, and, and raw all the time. And you can't be, you know, phased anyway. And after a while, man, that's the, that build up, you're going to end up exploding in some way. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to be, but a lot of times it's negative regardless. So I think therapy is a way to kind of prevent those moments. And it, it's something that I'm glad we're talking about right now, because like you said, Bolo, it's not something that's been pop- popularized or talked about in most right. black homes growing up. I ain't mm-hmm. really know about therapy growing up at all, right. honestly. I probably low-key just really started hearing about it, in, you know, in my, in my adult years. So um. Mm-hmm. I think that's important, though, that, you know, open up about that. Definitely appreciate you for throwing that and, you know, talking about it so openly on the porch. And I'm glad you mentioned the preventative thing because that's the biggest thing. People don't realize you ain't, you don't, you don't got to feel like something's wrong with you for you to go to therapy. It's not Mm -hmm. for people who are messed up. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest misconception, bro. So don't feel like somebody, somebody recommending therapy to you means that they saying something wrong with you. It don't mean something wrong. It don't always mean that. Sometimes it's just like, like you said, the preventative or a million other things, you know what I mean? But there's nothing wrong with therapy. There's no, there's nothing negative about it. It's all yeah. positive. It's like anything else. It, it's like working out. Like you might be somebody who's actually in shape and mm-hmm. somebody might be like, why are you still going to the gym? I'm just, just maintenance. Just schedule maintenance. Yeah, yeah, I got to take like, care of myself. Cause if I don't yeah. go to the gym, the body's going to start looking different. If I don't go to therapy, you might see me out here in these streets, you know, I'm tapping back to another space that I don't need to be in. So it's kind of, mm-hmm. to me, the same type of, you know what I mean? It's the fact, process. Bro. That's a good, that's a good, good point. Hell yeah, that's, that's real. <clears throat> now, now transitioning just a little bit. So obviously all the trauma that you face, things that you've seen, you know, you probably see people 
who look just like you when you were 13, 14 years old, going through, mm. you know, some of the same struggles, right? So how has your experience now, everything that you've learned, how are you, you know, obviously impacting the youth with, with that amount of experience that you've acquired up until this point? Well, that, that goes into me saying that I want to pour more energy into something else other than music. For the mm -hmm. longest, the music has done the job. So I, I, I'll make the young people, I don't lead in with music when I, interact with young people I lead in as a human being. I make them love me as a human being first mm. and I show them love, show them love as a human being. Then I'm like, oh yeah, I rap. Now mm. they more prone to listen to my music because they like, okay, mm -hmm. I, I love this dude as a human. Let me hear what he talk about. And now you respecting mm -hmm. what I say. You know what I mean? That's but right. I'm trying to get out of that. I don't want to have to lean on music. So that's why I wanted right. to be life coach and stuff. But for my kids, I deal with every day, bro. I just, I just, I feel like the biggest thing is not making them feel wrong for how they feel. Mm. When I was a teenager and I did shit I shouldn't have done, people would like immediately just like shit on me. Like, what are you right. stupid? Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you know better. Mm. I don't mm -hmm. make them feel like that. I'm like, damn, I did the same thing, bro. Uh, but how does it make you feel? Like, what do you think the positives are? You know, I try to I try to make them really think deeply about what they doing. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's, real. that's really one of the things damn, that's most important to me, bro. And that's why I got so many close relationships with my students, man, because I really challenged them like a therapy would and, and try to think about what they're doing. You know, I'm not going to tell you to stop. You know, I feel like everybody got to bump their head. So I'm not going to tell you to stop. I'm just going to make you think about it. Like, man, could I be doing something better with my time? What's important in my life? Should I respect my mama more? Should I find a mm -hmm. job? You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm challenging them, challenging them to think like that. So that's my yeah. biggest thing right now. And I wish I could reach more people, but that's why I'm trying to build this life coaching company. You know what I mean? So that I can go to all the schools across the Midwest or America, you know, with my people who I got on staff with me, you know what I mean? Stuff like yeah. that, mm -hmm. bro. That's real. And I think the biggest thing um, that, that I took from that is the relationships. Like, the key in, to everything in life, everything we do is based upon relationships. If you're able to build a great connection with somebody, then they fall into the habit of being afraid to fail you. Like they don't want to let you down. Right. Nice. So, you know, getting somebody to understand who you are as a person and knowing that, hey, like I care about this person. And now, now that person on the receiving is like, I don't want to let them down because I know they care about me and they want to see me succeed. So um, I, that's why I, everything I do, I want to pride myself on relationships, relationship building and having that relationship over fear, you know, especially when you're you're coaching like kids or you're dealing with kids. You know, you don't want to never lead, lead in with like the fear tactic or, you know, right. threatening them. And, you know, now that's making them abrasive and now they're acting more outlandish and stuff like that. So if you're more warm, you're welcoming, you understand the situations that they may mm -hmm. do that may not be the greatest. Right. But leveling with them like I, I've done that before, too. Like I understand where you're coming from. But what's a positive solution to that? Then now on the, on the on the other end, now they're more receptive to if this happens again, they know how to respond to it. Are they able to come to you? With a, with an issue and, and tell you that before, you know, things get out of hand. So relationships are the most important thing ever, especially sure. with the youth. So that's real. For sure. That. Yeah. No, that's fire, man. I want to ask you this too, Skip. You've been teaching for, for quite some time now. How has your experience as a teacher and just being around these kids, how has how have they impacted you? Mm. 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 Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> they definitely have changed my perspective on life. I've mm. always had a, a passion 
for the future of the world, which are which is the youth. You know what I mean? But when I first went into it, I went into it for the money. I'm not gonna lie, just like first, I was in the streets and I wanted to like balance out my money. Like I ain't wanna just be a street dude. Like that's never, right. that was never what I wanted. So it started with money, but once you get around them, bro, it's just like, man, you see yourself in them and now you want better for them. And that's mm -hmm. what it's all rooted in, bro. Just wanting better for the youth, man. And uh, man, they just, I never went back to the streets, bro. I left the streets because of the kids and I have not been back because of the kids, bro. Like they just challenged mm -hmm. me to live up to what I'm teaching them. Just trying That's to be powerful. the change that I want them to do. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I want y'all yeah. to be more positive. I want y'all to not be so violent. I want y'all to be more thoughtful and considerate and understanding. So I got to practice that. I got to show y'all right. that I can do that. But I also got to be relatable because if, 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 I'm a, if I'm a Caucasian man coming into an all black school and I got all those traits, that don't mean they gonna embrace it because they don't know you. They don't relate to you, bro. Mm -hmm. But coming from the streets straight into the school, I'm talking about on my lunch break, I'm making plays, bro. Mm -hmm. So just having that aura and still coming to you on some positive stuff, like that just changed me, bro. It just made me be like, bro, just make that transition. Just get out the streets completely. You know what I mean? So bro, I'm, I'm just, I'm just so much more giving. I'm so much more considerate and understanding because ain't nobody more, Ain't nobody gonna bump their head and make more mistakes than a child. So mm. it, it helped it helped me with adults. Like when adults make mistakes, man, it's just like I get it now. Like I, you know, mm -hmm. just because you grown now don't mean you prone. I mean you're not uh I don't mean you can't make mistakes. Right. Facts. So they I mean they just they changed my perspective on life, bro. I'm so grateful for them. Like they always telling me, like, man, this school would be so boring without you and you just bring so much joy to us. But bro, y'all bring joy to me probably 10 mm. times more than what I bring to y'all. Y'all just don't know that. You know what I mean? Like the youth, bro, like it's just undeniable. It's undeniable joy. I don't know why people wouldn't want to work with them. Like, I don't know, bro. They changed my Damn. whole life, bro. You know what I mean? Bro, that's powerful. That's real. Nah, that's that's powerful, very powerful. Man. Seriously, man. I, I can even hear it in your voice as you're talking about them. Kind of hearing yeah, I love you know, them the, kids, bro. the like, passion behind it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I go too hard for them, bro. I go too mm -hmm. hard for them. My people be like, bro, you need to chill, bro. <laughs> you doing too <laughs> much, Skip. Bro, that, bro, I'm telling you, bro, they look at me like a father figure sometimes, bro. Yeah. And it's just like, man, like I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Man, I love great. that, man. And Bolo, you're a coach, and obviously you got you got two little ones of your own as well, so I'm sure you, you probably can relate to that. Yeah, a thousand percent. Like, you know, at the end of the day, you want the best for them, and especially even even my kids. Like, I was coaching before I had kids. I got a three-year-old and, and a one-year-old, but – you know, I'm thinking about some of my kids, you know, that I coached that went off to college and, you know, they're doing good things, you know, and, and being able to reconnect with them. That's like that fulfilling feeling for me. Right. To get them to that next point. Um, or even if, you know, they they don't they take another route, you know, and, and don't go to school. You know, they're successful or they have a vision and understanding, you know, after school of what they want to do. So if I can leave, you know, with each kid with one little gym, right, when they leave that they can lean on, you know, when they get in distress or they get in a situation like that's that's me doing my job. And, you know, that's why I got into the business to, you know, help and elevate kids and, you know, keep them on the right track. So, man, Show. love it. Facts. Show. Show, man. Man, I ain't know we gonna have had this many gems Ooh. on today's show, man. You never know where God Crazy. gonna take you. Some of this stuff wasn't even really planned for. It kind of just happened. Facts. You know what I mean? So yes. like I love those moments. I love shows like that, man. And definitely appreciate you for for blessing blessing us with so many gems. Um, I want to transition to our final segment of the show. This is a uh, our quick hitter segment where we just kind of just ask some 
some some general random questions um and you just want to hear your response so mm, okay. I'll, I'll get it, i'll get it started first and then bolo okay. you can jump in um so obviously again been doing music for a while tell me one artist who you love to do a song with and why it, it could be anybody anybody in the industry any genre just one artist that you would love to like make a do a project with dead or alive or just alive let's do a live let's do a live okay Ah, that is tough because all most of my favorite artists are dead. Um, only it's only two left. It's got to be J Cole or Janelle Monae. Um, Ooh, I like Janelle Monae because she pushes the envelope. Like she she refuses to be normal. She refuses right. to just jump into that that box. You know what I mean? Like she just refuses, bro. So. I love Janelle Monet. Uh, of course, Cole is who Cole is, bro. Like he never compromised his integrity, bro. You know what I mean? Like just stand up, dude. So mm -hmm. it's, I got a lot of artists I love, man. But if, if we talking about favorite, like the last two that's alive is Cole and Janelle Monet, bro. That's cool. I love it. I love it. Man. Love it. Love it. That's real. Okay. Along those same lines, um, top five greatest rappers of all time, not including yourself, dead or alive. Here you go. Doc. Cole, um, we're gonna go. Ah, ah, I gotta go with the favorites, man. Best, okay. No, I'm gonna go talent. Pac, Cole, I'm at throw Eminem in there if we talking talent. Ooh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm my, if we talking, if we talking bars, I gotta, I gotta throw Jay Z, bro. Like, and mm. how can you forget mm. Lil Wayne, bro? Like, <gasps> that's five right look, there. I think waiting on that. that is five, bro. But I can go. I can keep going. If we do all right, who's six man? Who's six man? Who my six man? Let me just do favorite. Okay, okay, yeah. Because now, because fa favorite is different favorite than best. best is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so, true. That's so true. My top five favorite is Pac, Cole, Nipsey, mm. Pimp C, mm. Boosie Badass, old school Boosie Badass, yeah. old school Boosie. <laughs> I'm talking about uh, pre prison. Hey, 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 hold man, on quick. Hey, hey next time we love Boozy, man. Some of my Boozy indie, man. Like, y'all really had me believing that damn near. If I didn't know this nigga was from Louisiana, I would think this nigga is from Indy, the way y'all <laughs> rep Boozy for real, man. Listen, shit bro, is crazy. Boozy, when I was in high school and a couple years after, bro, like, you couldn't tell me shit, bro. I was slapping that shit day in, day out, bro. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm telling you, bro, it just it just sounded like, it's it just sounds like Indianapolis to me, bro. Yeah. yeah, it sounds yeah. like our our life, bro. So I loved it, bro. That was my guy. That's real, That's man. Tough. Nah, boozy, and I ain't gonna lie, man. That, when I was in high school, that 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 old Gucci too, man. That old oh, Guwab yeah. used to slap. Guwab yeah. still one of my mm. favorites. You know, I ain't gonna lie yeah. to you, like yeah, especially Gucci. the old Guwab. Gucci and Gotti and Boosie, they was probably like the Naptown. That was Naptown's go to. We had the anthem going, man. That state championship run, man. Your senior year, my sophomore year, man. Big Facts. Mouth, shout out to Big Mouth. I, I think Big Mouth was the one, the one yeah. that they got it going. Where we used to walk, used to walk, walk around that around corner. corner, right around on Flint. Flint. Yeah. Back Come on now, everybody. We had everybody <laughs> rapping there. I'm talking about the O line, the white boys, the white girl, the Asians. Facts. Everybody was singing that 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 year, man. Shout out to up. Uh, I feel like Big Mouth was the one who really got it popping. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. so shout out to Mouth for that. That's uh, okay. Uh, Next one. Now, this was more, more of a personalized question, but another Indiana legend that I know you do, you, you seem to have a pretty good relationship with is Babyface. Just talk about uh, how, how he's helped you, you know, throughout your career or the role he's played, you know, in your career. 
just opportunities, man. Like he's not scared to give people opportunities. Um, as a hip hop artist, you know, I kind of reaped from other people's opportunities and just being a part of their artistry. But like for people like my guy Damon Carl and the R and B group, they ain't from here, but they was working with a manager from here. Like he was giving them countless opportunities to open shows, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. you know, bro, he just he just did what he could. Right. You know what I mean? And that mean the world. Just some people don't do nothing at all. So I appreciate you doing what you can. You know what I mean? And every time I encountered them, bro, it was, it was love. It wasn't no Hollywood shit. You know what I mean? It's handshakes, hugs, conversations. Mm, and I just that. appreciated that, man, because he didn't have to do that. Like I said, that's, that's real. real. That's a legend right there, man. Shout out to Debbie sure. Face. Baby face. For sure. Oh, I opened, for sure. I didn't did, I think we didn't open like, I did at least seven shows with Baby Face. Dang. So that's hard, man. That's hard. Being from the city, man, and, and saying saying you did that. Come on, yeah, man. Like, that's something sure. you know, that's like dreams come true type, you know what I mean? Type mm -hmm. so. yeah, some of them places we perform, like Bankers Life, uh KFC Yum Center in Louisville, mm. uh the Palladium in uh Philadelphia, uh Cincinnati, uh I forget what that venue was called, but it was an arena also. Like, come on, bro. Arenas, bro. Arenas. <laughs> That's crazy. Ain't nobody doing that. Everybody from, ain't doing that. You from the city. You from the city, Skip. You, you, you went to the arena. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's different. Facts. That's hard. That's hard. Cool. So, the next one here. Simple fill in the blank. In five years, Skip will be... Hmm. Prospering. Mm. Whatever I choose, whatever path I end up going down, I'm 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 a prosper, bro. That's one thing about me. I'm gonna make it make sense. Make it make sense. So I, I like will that. be prospering, bro. I like that, man. Hey, it's it's in the air, Bolo. You know what I'm it's saying? In there. It's out. It's out. As there. We always say if it's you speak it, it's in the universe. It's gonna happen. Whatever Skip gonna be doing, he gonna be prospering, man. So. Man, uh, Skip, man, again, this has been an amazing episode. A lot of gems left, uh, dropped on this episode. I think a lot of people going to learn and grow from this. So, definitely appreciate you for hopping on. Before we let you go, we definitely want to use this time to allow you to shout out anything you got going on or uh, uh, let people know where they can find you on social. Mm -hmm. So, uh, this is your time to do that. For sure, man. You can follow me anywhere. SKYPP317. That's Instagram, Twitter, uh, all that. Uh, TikTok. SKYPP is the name. I'm the only SKYPP, so you can Google it, you know, and you'll see results. Officialskip.com is my website. You know what I mean? The music is out there. Sorry for my trauma is the new album. Sorry for my trauma two is dropping in May. You know, I'm trying to drop an album every three months. So mm. uh yeah, man, it's out there if you're looking for it. You know what I mean? Yes, you ain't hard to find. Hey, he not hard to find. Sure. Yeah. You're from, from, from around the way. <laughs> For sure, man. Now I appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. And uh, I appreciate y'all, bro. It was a dope absolutely. conversation. One of my favorite, you know what I mean, interviews I didn't done. So I appreciate y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It means a lot. Porch family, you, you know where to find us. It is the Porch Podcast. We are on caffeine, Instagram, YouTube. You know it. You name it. All right. There's no excuse to tap in. All right. Sorry for my trauma. It's out now. So ain't no excuses. All right. Hey, a lot of gems here, so tell a friend to tell a friend to lock in with us, and you're going to walk away with a gem each and every time, all right? And every time you walk up, you waking up, just make sure the best you is the best you, and we out. Peace. Started on the porch, that was where it all began. 
had to put in work Every day we got it in We chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it We make it look easy, we achieving everything we needed Now we undefeated, if we link, no it's only business If we get to speaking, leave them speechless I did things for free but now it costs to see me When you see me, you ain't gotta greet me Just don't plot to sneak me, I'ma see it I'ma stop and watch you lose and get defeated What do we bleed? Came from the jungle, we humble but hungry and hunting defeat People don't want us to leave They love us and rush to the bus when we run in the streets Thinking we stun in the sea We came from nothing to something, now up in the lead Now we ain't coming in peace Hunting for blood and to crush everyone in the league We got a reason, we put in work every day of the week Every month, every season So many schemes, had to go off for the team We gave our all and succeeded Came from the deep end Woman up pots, cooking ramen at times That was all we was eating Now we be feasting Five star restaurants every week Whole teams ripped the cloth in the seams They looking hard when we step on the scene Call us out cast, we so fresh and so clean Hand about cast, please don't ask for a meeting Just hit the stoop, got the spaz on the beat Nah, it ain't rude if you ask for the feet Just play it cool when I tax you the fee We need a pool in the back with a cord and a board And go jump off and splash for the heat Live for the day cause the past can't determine the future or where you gon' actually be Keep staying presence, our presence a blessing, it's all that we have and we actually need I'm taking action with passion, detaching the ones who keep acting attached to leech I am no pastor but actually preaching, look up these stories and actually reach That was where it all began, had to put in work, every day we got it in We chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it, we make it look easy, we achieving everything we need Now we undefeated, if we link no, it's only business if we get to speak and leave them speechless. I did things for free, but now it costs to see me. When you see me, you ain't gotta greet me. Just don't plot to sneak me. I'ma see it. I'ma stop and watch you lose and get defeated. Presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.